I need to remind you guys about my Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, you can find the FIG Patreon where subscribers pay a monthly fee for early access, private and premium content, as well as access to the FIG Discord. £3, £5, £8 and £12 tiers, all with a 15% discount if you go for the yearly options and a load of people are enjoying it. Over 90 members so far and growing every week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide for more info. Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org. And when the fun stops, stop. Hello and welcome back to the Thickcast Extra, episode 45. As always, joined by the man himself, Sporting Panda. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. What is that one? What is that? Um, that's Val Venus, who was okay. uh, yeah, a wrestler, modelled himself on a, um, well, kind of being an adult star, an adult movie star. So, yes, um, <laughs> yeah, sniggering okay. as I played it. Anyway, uh, we're here. Yep, good entrance, I thought. And uh, I'm, yeah, where to start? Where to start? What, what have you been up to this week before we get into what's, what's happened? Um, I've been trying to increase training with the, with the puppy. Um, he's grown to 20.6 kilos, which is heavy. Um, and he's become quite ad- quite adolescent and quite hormonal. So just treat me with some disrespect and I'm just trying to get that bond going. So I've been dog training. I've uh, been watching a hell of a lot of sport in the background. Um, and I, I'm just trying to think, well, I bought a new Nespresso Virtuo machine. I think it's called Virtuo. Um, much better than my other one because it actually makes Americanos and longer drinks. So I picked up one of those, although I said that last week. Um, Christmas decorations, you know, but nothing, nothing too significant, I wouldn't say. You? Interesting. Um, no, not really. Not done much. Played some footy yesterday. Yeah. Ankle, um, ankle healed. Another... Ankle, good. Uh, I can still feel a twinge, yeah. but it's yeah, You never get over that. I mean, I'm telling you when I fill off the rockery. It's never quite been the same, my ankle. Uh, I hope it. I hope it does recover to full strength because yeah, be a, it'd be a shame for this right foot not to be utilised. Yeah, it would. Are you both footed? Out of interest. Um, my left foot's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not brilliant. So, so, it's okay. Sort of discussion last night, Mason, because I know Mason Greenwood's two footed, and generally speaking, yes. two footed finishers. Is he naturally two footed, or is he like Santi Gazzola uh, became two footed? That I don't know, but I do know he was banging in free kicks left and right footed at the youth stages. Um, so I don't know when he developed the two-footedness, but two-footed players usually exceed expected goals. Um, and I know there's been some chat that he's kind of regressed the mean this year, but I think that that line in itself fails to take into account the mental side of it. You know, how much do we, yes, his finishing maybe was running a touch hot, but you know, he's fallen out of favour with England. He's had his friend who argued, well, there was rumours that something tragic happened to his friend. So, you know, you do have to pay attention to the off the pitch stuff as well. But I know sometimes that's difficult to take into account and measure. But anyway, that's off at a tangent. I think I think it's about a 1% chance that you're ambidextrous. Is that what you've just Googled? It, it's got 
Yeah, it's got to be fewer chance than that, though. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. I don't I think. Seen... I don't think I've ever met anyone who's two-handed. Um, no, I mean, like Ronnie O'Sullivan can play snooker right and left-handed, and he's capable mm. of a century break with his left hand. I uh, don't know if any darts players can play both-handed. Tennis players. Nadal is quite a good example because he's naturally right-handed. But no way. I what? think so, and that's why. Surely that's no, wrong. I, this is quite embarrassing because obviously I'm a tennis nut, but the reason his backhand is so good is because his right hand sits on top of the grip. And obviously he's naturally right-handed, so it's almost like a bit of a forehand for him. Um, he's anti-dexious, I think yeah. at a very young age, six or seven, Tony Nadal, Uncle Tony, created a left-handed tennis player to give him an advantage. Yeah. So I do... Wow, yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. So that's why he can get so deep behind the baseline and dig out cross-court forehand pass, cross-court backhand passing shots because he's so strong off that wing. Um, mm. So that's quite interesting. Wow. Okay. Yep. Well, right. I mean, where to, where to go from there? Sure, well, tell me. Uh, let's kick off with the CEO announcement. Yes. Tell me your initial thoughts. Planted People, just before the podcast. Planted before the podcast. Um, yeah, tell me. What, what um, hit you? What what was the gut reaction? Uh, I mean, I kind of saw it coming to some extent. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur of that age, you naturally start becoming more advisory and less bogged down in the day to day. Um, so at my old place, we had a chairman who'd come in from, who was a chairman to like three or four different companies on the board of far more. And he would be in the office maybe three quarters of a day a week, maybe. Uh, maybe maybe a day a week at most and and it was just in meetings basically the whole time um because we don't really know that much about football index as a company how they operate internally it's very difficult to say now that adam's gone or now that adam has stepped back slightly what does that actually mean for day-to-day operations yeah, and how no does one can traders see, which yeah. is what everyone is kind of wondering us yeah no one can see behind those brick walls as to how phased this exit has been obviously there was some paperwork of company's house doing the rounds recently and rumors of this. And, um, yeah, I mean, no one knows how I'm sure it would have been planned and, and handed over in a phased approach. But so, yeah, we don't know how tangibly different things will be behind the scenes now. Mm. I mean, Look, I'll be honest. My, my reaction was, go on, sorry. Yeah. No, no, what, what was my mind was reaction? just that it, it feels slightly cosmetic because, you know, Mike and Adam are very close to each other and obviously they founded the product and it's probably a time to say thank thank you to Adam. I mean, like, I think Adam's a genuinely great bloke, set up this company. Obviously, it's gone it's gone incredibly well over five years and I think it's easy at this stage to obviously throw fuel on the fire and there is some criticism being levelled at him. I've obviously been quite negative in certain areas and especially the comms on the 13th of July. And I think ultimately... Once the customer base loses faith in the CEO and faith in communications coming from him, it is quite a difficult place to hold down. And ultimately, there's probably a combination here of being a full guy and also just age. You know, it probably wasn't going to go on running this day-to-day involvement forever. Naturally, you were going to have a successor to it. Um, but, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. I think it's all too early for hyperbole. I mean, obviously, this this community um, at times just it makes you pull your hair out. Like We just go from one extreme to the other. And I always use the Justin Langer phrase from the test. Like It's it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. And 
just everything is so extreme. We can release IPOs and we can then run around saying, oh, the world is ending, they're going bankrupt, they're going bankrupt. You know, there's there's a lack of common sense continually applied in this community. You know, IPOs, mm. I'll be honest, initially I was a little bit um, put out by them. But then I'm thinking on the other hand, look, Ahmed Diallo is highly talented and he's signing for Manchester United, the largest football club in the world in January. If he signs in January and has a couple of debut appearances and scores a goal and is all over the newspapers, that is a it's terrible, terrible look it's for this company that he isn't on the product. You know, Jamal Musiala, maybe not so pressing because Bayern are stacked and I don't think he's going to get many minutes moving forward. But, you know, if they're going to have an advertising push in January and he's scoring for the first team of Munich as an English-born player, he needs to be on the platform. And I think I'd be hypocritical if I, one week I'm saying we need product changes and we need to evolve and we need to finish the product. And on the other hand, crying about IPOs coming on. So I understand again, the frustration of IPOs coming on board. And initially I did have an adverse reaction to them, but you know, to, to jump to a conclusion, like this is a money grab. This is like they're, they're going under they're bankrupt when you've just said, you know, people just a few months ago were saying how, strong financial position there because they've swept instant sell away like, but, but but is it is it necessarily wrong if they want to make money from it but also panda to save themselves money because if ipos are introduced there is also look, I, it slightly dilutes the chance of neymar and well it does messi and, and, and so winning the, so it is not only you know people are using the cash grab thing but it's a money saver from from an odd standpoint as well for them. yes it's a money saver and Clearly, Diallo has a chance of affecting my bet. People obviously know my my players generally. And if there's going to be Sancho rumours in January, which I don't think there are, there's a chance that Diallo could take some media when he signs and holds the shirt up and obviously comes over to Manchester. And that could necessarily maybe knock five or ten pence out of my media dividend wins. But, you know, I'm of the mindset now that the product needs to be finished. You can question the timing, but I've kind of calmed down on IPOs and I think there's bigger fish to fry and bigger issues. But speaking of bigger fish, let's let's backpedal, backpedal, back yep, yep, backpedal a yep. little bit. So, I was doing some backpedaling on the walk with the dog actually, because you're meant to walk along, I'm trying to get him to walk alongside me, nice and calmly, and then to keep to keep his attention span up, I then moonwalk backwards and get him to come backwards to me. So I keep offering this dog change of direction. People have looked at me and said. That is incredible how you're training that dog. The art of attention, that's called. Um, anyway, carry on. What were you saying? But just you reminded me when you said reverse, reverse backpedal, because that is just literally what I was doing down the cul-de-sac. Yeah, right, go on. <laughs> um, like, there's a lot of people saying, you know, Adam's just walked away with, with the money now. <laughs> well, it's, it's nonsense. I laughed, I laughed, because, like, it's clearly such a misunderstanding. Like, people just don't understand how companies work. It's not even common sense. It's, like, just pure... It's just being oblivious to just how a company works. Like Adam Cole will still have a, a large stakeholding in the company. He will still have probably all his stakeholding in the company and he will be involved on the macro level and he will probably work, I don't know, a day, a couple of days well, a week. And, 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 and Adam will chair the board meetings, I think. Yeah. And obviously I, I yeah. can check that corporate governance from, I used to be quite good at corporate governance back in the day, but now obviously I'm quite rusty, but I'm a ch chairman role. So we'll chair the board, the board meetings and still have a part to play in it. But yeah, the day-to-day -day operational running of it and decision-making will be more with Mike and Kieran. Um, mm. I've met and what, what do you think of that? <sighs> Honestly, I, I, I wouldn't, 
like five or six out of 10, like let's just wait and see for me. I've met them both, both knowledgeable, both extremely passionate about the product. Um, as I say, I think, I think it just, it had to happen because people had lost faith in the leadership of Adam, which is really sad because what he's done is incredible. Um, mm. But really, really incredible. Really incredible. Like if we, and if even think about like what Football Index has done in five years. Inc- it's, it's, incredible. it's incredible. And now we've got very established people in the gambling industry looking at the product, looking to critique it, looking to challenge it. You know, this isn't a Mickey Mouse platform. This is this is established in a brand name. And with that brand and that that kind of uh, esteem, sadly, criticism comes your way and you leave yourself open to it. You know, it's like the biggest football clubs in the world they are written about when they perform poorly. So I think you'd be naive as a business owner to think that the crashes we've seen and, and the poor implementation of order books weren't going to lead to outside noise and criticism. So, but sadly, I think, yes, yeah, some of the comms have been misplaced. There's been a miscalculation and, you know, with, with businesses, when, when something bad happens or the CEO steps down almost as a washing of hands and a cosmetic, okay, we're refreshing now, we're resetting, it's going under new leadership. Could it have been someone external? Potentially, but then that brings its own risks. You know, Mike understands the business. He's passionate about it. He's been there from day one. So I I don't know is the answer. I don't think anyone can know how positive this change Mm. is going to be. So Because the risk of, I guess, getting someone external is they have to come in and they have to basically spend three months understanding stuff before they can actually you know impact the business which i i I don't know if if i have that time to afford well yeah in terms of indecision or you know parallel yeah maybe there was a disagreement behind the scenes the direction that the company wanted to go so mike has maybe some fresh ideas but the the bit that concerned me and i i you know i've just criticized the community um for the kind of overly positive and overly negative swings of emotion and how we talk to outsiders. But I have to say, this is probably a little bit uh, two-faced or I don't know what the word, but one bit of the comms from Mike did actually upset me. And I have to be honest, and I'll read it to you here. Um, Go on. It says, we are aware that many of you have spoken at length about the importance of liquidity providers. And as a product that has appeal from both the perspective of trading and football gambling, we have had interest from both sectors. At the moment, we are working hard to get these relationships in a good place. Okay. It's more the opening gambit there. We are aware that many of you have spoken at length about the importance of liquidity providers. I read that as almost like, okay, you guys are talking about it. We know. Like, no, 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 no. We're talking about it because you told us it was important. When you release comms back when Instant Cell was brought in, it's on black and white written text that you said that was there to help liquidity and to aid trading. So we, we we know that because you've told us it. It's not just us asking for this pie in the sky thing, you know, and I don't like the way that comes across, you know, like we've been demanding it, we've been demanding it. Well, no, you, you told us it was coming. So anyway, that's by the by. I don't think reading between the lines liquidity is coming anytime too soon. Although I didn't anyway, you know, I remember the last comms we had about a month ago, it was tucked at the bottom of the comms, hidden out the way. So, you know, I think end of Q1, end of Q2, maybe even the new season, you know, I don't know. Um, but clearly they're not imminent. But that doesn't surprise what, us. What, what do you what do you make of the words or the phrase "reset" that's been used? We'll have to see again. I it sounds strong. It it's almost like washing the hands of the last six months. It's almost like psychologically they're saying, "Right, we are where we are. We've made some mistakes. We're going to go for a reset." And if they have got, I'm sure they are close to releasing some very positive updates in the next few months. If that's released with a new CEO, 
arguably that has more of a tangible positive effect on the, on the market versus Adam Cole releasing it. Because I think you've seen Adam Cole like parody comedy accounts created from FI Spam, you know, who does that content. You've seen people plaster the 13th of July comms all over the place. So I think if, if, if good comms was to be released through Adam, it's almost like that fun element now and that there's a lack of seriousness to attach to the CEO. And it reminds me a little Mm -hmm. bit of when a football manager turns into a figure of fun. It's like you start to lose the dressing room, you lose the what, fan base. Emery? Yeah, and and th- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being made fun Honestly, of by his own players. Like when, when, and when um, the Palace boss uh, or Newcastle Pardew done the dance at F- in the FA Cup, yeah, he's yeah, never recovered yeah. from that. So, <laughs> I think reset psychologically is um, is an interesting. What about this line, Go on. Uh, Panda? As such, expect fewer promises and more deliverables as we embark on this fresh start. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if the last quarter is to go by, then it doesn't fill me with confidence, to be honest with you, Panda. Because, like, if we actually... Th- I-, I think I was having a conversation with you earlier today. It's like, if FI turned around and... Sa- My old CEO used to say uh, to me, like, every quarter do something that you're proud to put on your CV. Like, that's the aspiration, the ambition you should show. And as Football Index grows and grows and grows, there will be less of those cornerstone flagship changes but i feel like since two months ago three months ago or this whole quarter what we've actually had implemented is uh depth um new portfolio valuations in the average price and 90 day vvap which by the way i'd love to know how many people use like if you, if you're listening right now when you use the 90 day vvap please dm me or panda because i'd love to know if anyone uses that because i thought it was a, a waste of time from them but you know, for example, uh, depth, I think that's like giving you icing two months after you purchased the cake. Like it was a prerequisite of order books and should have been there from the start. So I don't think any 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 points should be allocated to that. But now is it's the test, right? The next few months after you make this announcement, this is the, you know, you, you've thrown the gauntlet down. If you're saying expect fewer, uh, fewer promises uh, and expect more deliveries, then... I guess we can't judge until we see deliveries. No, no. And they spoke about LinkedIn, so potentially they're stepping away from Twitter, which I don't think would be a bad thing at all. But they're not going to step away from Twitter completely. No, but maybe the official comms don't come through it. Although, they, no, that, that would But happen. why would they only come from LinkedIn? Yeah, no, or email. And would not be Twitter, the opt- that makes e- no Email sense. would be one. But it says here, look. Well, just we, do it everywhere. It says here, <laughs> but we will communicate these updates on our website, mobile app, and LinkedIn page. No mention of Twitter. I think that's weird. Mm, I don't know. I would, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if Football Index stopped utilizing a 50k following account. Yeah, yeah. As a point of comms. Yep. But that would make. I mean, at the end of the day, Mike was CMO. He's now CEO. He has more experience in marketing than me. So if they stop doing that, there must be a reason. But I don't really know why why they do that. Mm. From my point of view. Yeah. Anyway. So we should we should wait and see. Any la- any anything last things to say about uh, no, it? I'm going to have to think about it. You know, it's it's very new news, and I'd like to speak to some members of my uh, official council and get their thoughts. As one well. of the, one of the things I will say yes. is that uh, probably last last note. I know for a fact, and I'm not revealing any conversations I've had with it or anything like that. But they have grown substantially since March. Yep. So with that comes new challenges. So if you have like the way that the FI are partitioned into these like um 
kind of service lines and then one bet index where it holds the license, whatever it is. These these kind of companies, uh, this company has grown a lot since March from a compliance standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, as we know, you know, uh, with people like uh, Tom, Joe, who a lot of traders have spoken to. Yeah, there's a new comms officer. Recently. New comms beefed officer. Beefed up compliance team in Gibraltar. Beefed up compliance. They're, they're hiring loads of engineers. So yep. when you go, I, I think there's always a switch when you hit about... 100 150 people in a company there's always that kind of like you have to start maturing and and get processes right otherwise it's very hard to scale and uh it's going to be very interesting to see fi grow from a 100 150 person company to 250 300 400 500 yeah we're in because a lot of companies get to this stage and they kind of just flatline or they stop Mm. Uh, obviously fi is different because their success is dependent on the success of the market but it's going to be very interesting to see how they grow as a company over the next few months. For sure. Well, over the next year, I'd say, you know, I think it's a year long. Well, it's a long process now, but do you think it's possible that Mike could be CEO for a short period of time to handle this quite tough trend? For sure. Possibly, possibly. Although I wouldn't, I'm not, not saying that he would step down after that, but maybe he goes back into the CMO role or maybe this is the role that he's always wanted. Yeah. We don't know. No, we don't. No, so we shall pause. That. And on that, and on that note, talking about something we will do next week. Uh, do you want to announce next week's show? Why don't you announce? Well, we've got it? I've got so many DMs myself around the um, Carnberry video coming out on YouTube. Now, mm. Fig and I, uh, obviously, Khan's on the on the professional circuit. It's like a darts player, but he, he obviously he's big, <laughs> he's big in the gambling industry. Um, I don't know him too well on a personal level but we have had a phone we've had a phone call uh, a lengthy one about football index um come across as open trans- three-way hell in the cell yeah yeah um was transparent was open um any criticisms i have of the video any comments or challenges they will be addressed next week because khan is coming on the podcast so we yes. have a very very special must listen show next week we've obviously got you and i we've got dunwell and we've got khan Berry who's coming on mm. and we'll break down the video in depth and have an honest, good discussion about football index, because I think on Twitter, it isn't the right platform for it. And it's great. of can't be coming on and obviously take and have a two way conversation about things because mm. as far as I'm concerned, if a, if a professional gambler is having issues with the T's and C's with the product finds it complicated, then it might serve us well to listen to that. Now, clearly mm. We have to think about, is there an agenda there? We have to ask tough questions, you know, because obviously this is another exchange which rivals Betfair and BetDAC. Um, I could have wanted the video maybe to be, you know, five really positive things about the journey of Football Index and then five current risks. Obviously, it looks quite a negative video from the cover, but I haven't watched it fully yet. Um, And Khan will be on the show next week. And I think that will be a really cracking show with someone, you know, that's well respected in the gambling industry to, to have a discussion about the platform that you and I love. Um, wow. I, I just think that'll be great. So that's a must listen. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think um, the video that you put out, obviously there's, there's, you know, some issues that I have with it, some issues you have with yeah, it. But- and we're going to, we're going to just talk about them because I think when someone makes a video and their personal concerns are, so viscerally attacked <laughs> by the community it's very hard to see through the noise and i think like a lot of his comments were kind of like 
I've made these points and no one's really rebuted them. Like I've not really, like everyone said, no, you're wrong. And he's, and he's asking why. Yep. And I think a lot of people like Dunwell, uh, Rob C, Rob Jesus and Sam F and, and a few others have, have kind of commented on, on the post. And I think they've gotten lost in the noise of, I think so. Oh, and off, like you're ridiculous. Absolutely. And there's some quick wins for us. And, but, but some of the risks are certainly valid and, Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying I'm, no, I'm not saying we're going to sit there and just absolutely devalue no, no, everything and, he says. You know, and to, for me, what an opportunity! You know, you've got not calm personally, but we know that there are certain names in the industry which have looked to knock football index and challenge it from afar. And whenever I've reached out and spoke to them, they haven't been willing to actually come on mm. and discuss it with me or have a general open chat about it. Khan is willing to do that. And that is only a good thing for me to get the perspective of an outsider. Obviously there's an element of being within this echo chamber in the football index community that we all are. So I just think it can only be a good thing to talk to someone about that. And it's just credit to come for coming on. And um, it's just a chat and learning about the product. So I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's really, it's going to be fun. It'll be, be fun, fun if nothing Let's... else. Yeah. So, um, and I've been, I've been in discussion the last sort of 24 hours with him. So, um, yeah, so that's next Thursday, uh, champions league fig quick thing for it. Yes. What are your headlines? Right. I have never seen anything like last night. I am embarrassed for this club. Let me tell you, Shakhtar Donetsk should be hanging their heads in shame. You may not have watched the game, <laughs> right? It's in group B. Real Madrid were beating Mönchengladbach 2-0 at home. So Real Madrid were topping the group. It was then 30 minutes to go in the Inter versus Shakhtar game uh, in, in Italy. And any goal for any side sends them through to the knockout stages. Shakhtar have an opportunity. They've beaten Madrid home and away. And they could progress through the group of death, which goes down in history in their club's, you know, um, I don't know, legacy. And they weren't attacking. They were time-wasting. It was appalling. Until about 60 minutes, it was a decent game of football. Then a guy goes down with a fake and a head injury. The keeper goes down with a bad thigh. They have opportunities to counter. A guy picks it up halfway in his own area and it's two on two. The goalkeeper's up for a corner. Rather than dribble with it and try and progress the ball when he's under no pressure and have a shot from the halfway line into an open net, he just boots it clear. And then they're in the changing room celebrating that they're in the Europa League after and they've secured third place. I've never, if anyone can remember a game like that and tell me, because honestly, I haven't seen any, it just show I've never seen anything like it in 30 years of watching football where you've just got it all ahead of you. And I understand maybe you don't want to flood forward because you want to secure third place and Europa League. But God, all that hard work they've done. I mean, they went to the Bernabeu with, they were struck by COVID and beat them to open the group stages. And they're one goal away from progressing to the Champions League knockout stages. And they're just a time-wasting, booting the ball clear. I've Honestly, that really struck me. I haven't seen... Any, if anyone can remember a situation like that, let me know. So that stood out to me. And Inter, again, third year in a row now, not getting through the group stages. Serious well, questions have got to be asked. <laughs> I mean, it takes me back to last year. I think last group game, they drew with PSV 1-0. Or maybe it wasn't... There was a club side and they were dominating them, couldn't get the goal. And again, nil-nil last night. It, it reminded me of that, sadly. So that was my big headline. Um... Other headlines would have to be United. No, did you watch that? I did watch the... Well, I actually flicked on at 2-0. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they looked, as as always, better in the second half. And they made some changes. And, you know, they they look a bit 
more convincing. They they they're really good at turning the screw, aren't they? United, like in the second I half, think, not in the first. I think there's something, they are really yeah, good at applying yeah, pressure. There is something it, to be. It reminds said about me the of the United of old yeah, under Sir Alex yeah, Ferguson, where they were just continually pressed, yes. but they don't do that for the whole game. I'm not sure Oli is the is the answer, but I do think some of the the criticism this time around is a fraction harsh. I mean, that was a difficult group. They had a very bad transfer window. Didn't bring in really any reinforcements. I mean, Van der Beek, yes, but he's been in and out of the team. And they went toe-to-toe with Leipzig and PSG. Obviously, Istanbul away was the issue where they they lost, but anyone can have a bad game. And you go back to the PSG home game at Old Trafford. They had fantastic chances on the counter to go 2-1 up, and that puts them through, and they blew it. Very fine margins at this level. So I do see some progression with Oli in terms of where he's taking that squad. Can he overcome the signings of Maguire and Wambazaka? I don't know because Maguire, I don't think is a terrible defender, but when he has that price tag attached to him, there is a massive expectancy and every mistake is magnified and he just looks like he's playing with no confidence. And people say to me, he needs a partner with pace alongside him, like an upper Meccano. And I, that and that feels quite apologetic to me. For 80 million, I think you should be a centre-back that can lead a club of that standard and you make the other centre-half. You shouldn't need another centre-back to make you. You should be making the other one better. So can Oli overcome Maguire and Wan-Bissaka? I don't know. I always thought De Gea was a disgrace when he went out and closed it down. I remember messaging the group at that point. It just looked like he bottled it to me. Um... So I, I think Oli's safe. I don't think he's in any danger of being sacked, to be honest. I think the, the league, um, they're in a healthy position. But this is a big week now. I mean, City away on City at home Saturday. So they lose that. The pressure really ramps up on them. But I thought they made a good account of themselves overall in that group. But am I being hmm. <laughs> a little bit too, uh, what's it, rose-tinted glasses? Too kind. Am I? I think yeah. after you beat PSG and Leipzig, there's no way you can... You can lose that group. I, you can't even come third, I don't no, think. Okay. But like fr- from an FI perspective, yeah. now in the Europa League, how does this impact some of the yields we might see yeah, from the likes I, of... Who, who, who are the winners and losers from this United I think squad? the loser's Bruno. And there's mm-hmm. no better hybrid footballer than Bruno Fernandes at the moment, PB and MB. But with the packed schedule of the Premier League fixtures, is Bruno going to be playing 90 minutes Europa League football? I'm not so sure. Um, I think he would have definitely been playing Champions League knockout 90 minutes. But then again, he will do if they get to the quarters or semis and they might have got knocked out next phase of the Champions League. So very hard to say for sure. I do think it helped Greenwood a touch. I think it might even help Diallo, who might get a cameo. Some of the fringe players, depending on who they draw in the next round. Um, I haven't seen when the fixtures occur in terms of obviously with Premier League fixtures, but we know that historically and statistically playing Thursday night has an adverse effect on your Premier League form when you come back on the Sunday. Um, hmm. Bruno Fernandez. Let me just say on that note, on Bruno on. Fernandez. I thought about this in bed last night. It shows how <laughs> much I think about the index. Um, what an interesting case study of a career arc because for the, the guys that are championing him on the timeline right now, rightfully so. I've got no issue with that. The best hybrid player, probably alongside Neymar, but maybe Messi as well, I guess, at the moment. But he failed in Syria when he was what, 23, 24? So he went to Sampdoria and he failed. Then he went back to Portugal, a non-PB league, and there were question marks there around him. Could he do it in the big leagues? Now he's at Manchester United, people are champ. I wonder if those people would have been, what they'd have been saying when he was failing at Sampdoria. And this is the beauty of the index, I guess, in terms of its, its kind of extreme reactions one way or the other. I mean, after he failed in Italy, I bet there'd have been loads of stick and crashing of his price. And 
just goes to show again, so many people don't think about age and maturity and how players grow into their career. Where was Lewandowski at 2021? Where was Neymar at 2021? Where was Ronaldinho? Well, Ronaldinho was PSG, wasn't he, when he was young before he went to Barca? But you get my drift. You know, like, ah, oh, it, it's the one thing that I find just that makes me pull my hair out. There's a, a lack of awareness around age and that players can mature and increase their performance as they get older and learn the game. The thing is, though, as well, Bruno went from Portugal to being United's best player and one of the best players in the Premier League in kind of 12 months. But a lot of people who didn't know that much about uh, the Portuguese league and how well he's he played out there. My sense and speaking and reading, speaking to a lot of uh, Portuguese experts, um, they said that Bruno Fernandes played at the highest level that anyone's ever seen in the Portuguese Primera. So... You know, it, yeah. it is clearly the case here at United that he's 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 done he's basically replicated that form. But let's let's go on to the losers. Who who loses out now? Uh, not not losers, winners. Who wins now from United going to the Europa League? Oh, I mentioned Mason Greenwood, maybe Diallo, the new side of Atalanta. You know, in a very easy tie, it's quite a good opportunity for him to be thrown on, isn't it, for thirty to sixty minutes and pick up some media. Yeah, um, just your fringe players, I guess. What about Dean Henderson? Twins AB? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone like that. I mean, Arsenal play a pretty much fringe team, don't they, in the Europa League? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked to see full strength against Dundalk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what, any other headlines? Uh, any other headlines before questions? Uh, just a quick flick through. Not really. Sad to see the decline of Barca, the 3-0 loss. Madrid through? Madrid, Top, yeah. Somehow. Madrid, I tell you what. <laughs> They beat Sevilla away at the weekend. I watched that game and they pull out a performance last night, which was very high class. So credit where it's due. Um, And Atletico, that was a decent game. They rode their luck a little bit against Salzburg, but again, under Simeone, qualify for the knockout stages. They're top of La Liga. And I think they'll take some stopping in Spain. I really do. I mean, I know that's easy to say now because yeah, they're top of the table and they've got two games in hand over, I think, Sociedad and Villarreal. But they look very well drilled this year, as they always would. But and Jao Felix adds that, that magic. And they've got options now. They've got goal options up front. So, um, yeah, they'll be a tough nut to crack. Um, yeah, probably the headlines before we go on to questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just before we move on and you get your questions up, mm. a reminder that FIGcast listeners can go over to The Athletic, uh, theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig to get yourself 50% off a annual subscription, which comes out to about £2.49 a month. Um, for your yearly subscription, which is a pretty good deal. You bought anything recently for uh, less or more more than £2.49? Um, Christmas presents for children of the family. Mm, children of the family. <laughs> children of the family. Oh, Did you... A quick shout out here to Uncle Richard, actually, sending my love over because I haven't responded to a, a WhatsApp, so I'm going to respond later. <laughs> I'm not very good at responding on text. I, I, I like to leave voice memos for people. Oh, do you know what we haven't talked about? Yeah, go on. I can't believe we haven't really talked about this, but... And I've just been reminded by an athletic article that I read about. Um, you, have you seen the whole Zlatan FIFA Raiola thing? You told going me this last recently? week. Didn't you? So I told you about this last week, but I was going to mention it again as a, as another use of the plug. We haven't really talked about the, the Raiola podcast. Stuff. No, good question. Good, good, good point. Uh, yeah, that that is crazy. Apparently, isn't it? it was filmed last week. Now, there's never a good time for this, and obviously, the Italian media stream released it the day before the game, and. I just think they must be fed up of Pogba. I mean, ever since that summer where 
in June, was it June 2018? He was in China. It was on a, last year, wasn't it? Uh, no. I think it was the summer before last where he was in Asia and he came out and said, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, see yeah. My when he was playing. No, was it? No, no, no. He yeah, was at no, a zoo, right, I right. think, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It, it was, was in China. It was June 2018, and I think... It was the Chinese media that got it, yes, didn't they? Yes, and he, he said, I, I don't know the exact words, but indicated that he wasn't happy at the club. Yeah. But United had the leverage because they had the contract extension, the plus one on him. So although Madrid and Zidane knocked on the door, there was no firm concrete offers, I don't think, arrive. And then, obviously, last summer was COVID, and I don't think any club had the economic firepower to buy him. And I think Romano has said that he probably would have been a Juventus player without COVID hitting. And things could have been very different probably for Sancho too. But I won't cry over that spilt milk. And then, so therefore, yeah, Pogba coming out, like he's going to be the scapegoat. I think I think he's run his time at United, to be honest with you. and um, Just hasn't quite He hasn't to me. And this is worked. nothing against his talent. He can do things on a football pitch that very few can't. But, like we saw when he came on flight. Uh, in oh, the, game. the cross was, he, you know what, when he gets the ball, very expected, uh, sorry, very interesting chart I've been studying this week on XG from crosses, de- like depending on where you cross the ball from. And anyway, no one is better at crossing the ball and beating a man and getting that half yard than Pogba. That's hard, but not many are better than Pogba. He's incredible. And what a ball he whipped in. And obviously, was it Canate? Really good. Almost scored an own goal. But Pogba, you know, not genius, but he's just... Oh, he's fantastic on the eye and some of the things he can do. But I'm afraid I'm yet to still see his best position at United. I think you do need to build a team around him, like France and Juventus have done. We've consistently said this with Matuidi out on the left or Juve when he had Marquisio, Vidal, Pirlo. And I don't think Manchester United have ever had the the ammunition to build a team around him or maybe the want or the will because is he good enough to build a team around I don't know the answer to that but I think he'll be on his way and it looks like Madrid or Juventus are probably PSG are the three front runners mm. but I do feel mm. bad and, that was released and, the day before and we obviously saw the thickness of the core didn't we um, on yeah, media. yeah I think that the, the core as soon as media he was winning media and picking up some 5Ps there was um, a clear reaction to his price there's always been a very thick cord between media and those frequent wins and price on football index. Again, PB doesn't offer that. Um, and one other thing while I'm ranting about that, I'm fed up to the back teeth of seeing diversification. Um, diversification against in any financial market is fine. You know, let's say in the, in the, I don't know, in the financial markets, you diversify pharmaceuticals versus, I don't know, leisure versus there are ways you can hedge and do things. It doesn't work on football index. It works through injury, but hedging wouldn't have worked in this scenario. We're all in the same boat. There's a systemic market crash. I don't care who you are. It's hard to outtrade it. Some may have done with bits and pieces, a little bit of scalping here or there, but when the rug's been pulled from underneath you, most accounts have lost money. Mm, unfortunately, and so. you know the writing was on the wall when Sancho didn't come because at that point your hedge for that your natural hedge is Bruno and Mason Greenwood because you think if Sancho isn't coming Mason and Bruno are going to be playing more football win more media their price should have gone up and that's how things used to work but unfortunately the whole market's come down and even those pushing Fatty and Kimmich have a look at those graphs you know and tell me if diversification would have worked anyway but, well, I mean last, last question <laughs> go on, go on. on the popular thing um, how long does that rumble on for? Media-wise, on FI. On like, Pogba? 
could be it could be, be could it be a be one? big one be a big one won't it yeah i mean i think next summer shape does he have the same pool though um probably not as much because i think people are slightly more tired of the story now i think two years ago but he's so talked about it's ridiculous oh, it's incredible it? like, media that comes from. out and uh that comes out and neville yeah. and carragher are talking yeah. about it all yeah. night long a world uh, roy Keane, yeah. paul yeah. skulls pissed yeah. off he's one of the true now, as soon as i saw stars. do you know what it's, it's a real indicator isn't it like I saw it on Twitter and then I saw Neville start tweeting about it and I just knew instinctively that he was going to put in some huge scores and lo and behold, talked about it that night and then papers pick it up and he's on like 3,000 media score, which is ridiculous, really. Incredible. And he's one of the Um, few truly global iconic players for me because you've got, you've obviously got Messi and CR7 and Pogba too, you know, French World Cup winner. So he's got the French pressing out the palm of his hand. Madrid flirting with him and links over there. That's Spanish. Um, Italian, he was liked at Juventus. He's got the Italian press and the English press obsess over him. So wherever yeah. you go, he's a global icon. He will obviously win less media wherever he goes. But yes. it, it's it's if you do trade it, it's about what you think he gets to and does he even have much room to grow in this market with the way it is? Who knows? Not at the moment, but he, PB can't be much worse, can it? I mean, he'll be playing far more minutes, I assume, <laughs> at a new club. Yeah, probably. Uh, go on, questions. Okie dokie. Um, right, this is from Index Jesus. Is it possible that the biggest issue facing FI in the long run is not liquidity, but the unsuitability of the tech making product development painfully slow? If they can't get the tech fit, if they can't get technology fit for purpose, I guess he's saying, does FI risk being overtaken by competitors? That's not to say liquidity isn't huge. So basically they're... Yeah, what's the biggest issue, in your opinion, facing football index? Hmm. Um, <sighs> Go on. It's so hard to say, isn't it? Not knowing what the how bad the tech is or how good it is. Like the biggest issue, I think, is right now it's security and liquidity. I think those are the two key pillars for me. Um, from a security standpoint, what I mean by that is people's faith in the company, whether the company will be here in a few years and what it will look like, whether it will be able to pay the dividends, which I think, as we mentioned, the fear is so powerful and it makes people think irrationally. So I can't, I can't really sit here and whatever I can say, whatever numbers I bring up, whatever facts I bring up, I can't convince certain people that that like you know fi might go bust in however long right for whatever reason and even if that's irrational that irrationality will have an impact on people's decision making so i think there is that angle of it where fi need to reinstill that security from a financial standpoint as a company and also regain trust because at the minute as you mentioned earlier anything that's been said by fi or anything that is said by FI from you know the last couple of months till now, people haven't really paid too much attention of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I was listening there, but I was getting the next question ready. For me, liquidity is still the primary issue because I've told you a couple of I've got a few players that I'd love to get stuck into because of my genius trading ideas and patterns, but it's very hard in this market, like in a liquid marketplace, the assets trade at a discount, and that's where we are. I think if it's fairly liquid, we look past tech and we, we trade what's... I mean, that never haunted us or stopped us before when the market was thriving six months ago, the tech. So, um, you know, and I'm not too worried. The more I look at competitors, genuinely, the more comfortable I am and realise what a good thing we've got here. 
on FI. And that's that's my honest opinion of it. I don't see. I've looked at five yard, you know, all the others out there. Um, there's some very interesting concepts, but no, no, I I, I wouldn't say tech personally. I, I think liquidity is still the primary factor, Rob. Right. Um, Go on, you said you had another one. MCR. Oh, no, we've already answered that. Right. Um, there's one from Daniel Greenfield here that I'm going to bookmark for next week. So, Daniel, <laughs> that will be brought up and we'll discuss that with Khan next week. Um, right. Quick questions for you here from Headhunter. Fairy, you won't know this, I don't think. Right. Fairy tale of New York or stay another day? No, no. <laughs> Stay another day for me, E17. Reminds me of wearing a Ben Sherman lime green shirt and wowing the ladies <laughs> at a primary school disco. Um, home Alone or Die Hard? Uh, home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone for me too. Sugar Plum Brownies or Christmas Cake? I mean, if my fucking latest batch of uh, Sugar Plum Brownies ever arrive, mm. I'll probably say them. Yeah, but unfortunately you have to go Christmas Cake because of the lack <sighs> of delivery. Been. Yeah, fair. Lack of delivery. Um, Last couple, real or fake Christmas tree? Real. Oh. But it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm an artificial. But I just, you know, the smell. You can get that in a can, though, to spray on. And, yeah, that's uh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, fraud you are. <laughs> a fraudulent panda. Uh, Cole or Bowen? <laughs> <laughs> Pass. Okay, fine. Right, over to you. Matt Burrows from the Fig Discord. Hello, Matt. Fig, how would you... Describe your relationship with Panda. Friend, colleague, father figure, mentor, personal super forecaster. Please confirm. Panda, please think of your views on this relationship. Thanks, chaps. Mm. I don't really know. No? A mixture of all of those? A blend? Probably too young to be a father figure, although you are wise beyond your years. Yes. I mean, to be honest. I wouldn't also say you're my personal super forecaster no it'd be a very expe expensive bill on my balance sheet yeah wouldn't? and i don't think the forecast has been too hot for the end of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> price predictions i've gone a bit astray um how, how would you see it um probably like a godfather figure <laughs> yeah yeah all right i'll give you that That's fine um, i like that okay uh sigmund here says given the recent announcement do you think the fi internal promotion will be akin to bob paisley being promoted from assistant manager at liverpool which was obviously a huge success or craig yeah. shakespeare's time at leicester <laughs> craig shakespeare time at leicester was really really bad who was it that took over the wolves job as well when mick mccarthy got sacked oh yes he always looked like he wanted to cry in interviews yeah i don't know but I, 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 I do know who you mean face-wise, but uh, yes. someone out there will be screaming it. At I think he's went on and had a not-that-bad career since then. It wasn't Keith Kerr, was it? No. No, no, no. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll think of it. Okay. But, um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Again, uh, wait, we'll wait and see. Okay. Uh, this is from at Index Fire 1.1. Thoughts on Grealish's new, new piece? Oh, God, Have you seen that, that photo? Yeah. Where? I just... This bloke, he... <laughs> He, he's living his best like, life. He really is. And oh. it is, it's pretty crazy that he <laughs> sustains or improves his level of performance whilst seemingly getting, yeah. he probably, let's be honest, he probably drinks a fair bit for your average footballer, doesn't he? I don't he? know. Would you, would he looks, Do you know he looks so? really happy in the photo. For those of you out, he does. if you look through the questions, you'll see it. He's in bed with a charming lady. And um, to, to me, I have to say, I'm a big fan of this. <laughs> I really have to say, I think we're far too worried and getting caught up. Like his performance levels on the pitch, he's been the best midfielder along maybe with De Bruyne in the Premier League this season. 
Mm-hmm. The performances for England are outstanding. If he chooses on his time off to play Minecraft or to watch Formula One or to do naked cuddles on the bed with this lady, I mean, in a hotel room, I'd, who's what? Why should we all be worried? As long as there's no drink driving, narcotics on the scene, anything like that. I mean, this isn't illegal. It's It looks consensual. They both look like they're enjoying themselves. Uh, I'm very happy for him. I mean, he looks <laughs> he looks very happy. That is probably the, your, your best piece so far on this podcast, the analysis of that photo. Um, FI Jack from the Fig Discord here. Yeah. Is it better to be frugal and save as much as you can yeah. when you're in your 20s to enjoy life yeah. later on? Yeah. Or do you, as much as you can afford while you're young and have mm. less responsibilities? Best advice coming from someone as successful as myself is that um, <laughs> you've got to try things. My God, when you get to my age, 34, it gets a lot harder to try different ventures and be bold. Who was it that couldn't believe that you're in your mid thirties? Um, was it ASP? ASP because I reference a study and parchment paper and uh, you know wax to sti- seal my envelopes. But <laughs> no, that um, what was I saying? Yeah, you can try so many things. Even at this Do age, I can, can try things. But eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Keep trying things. Keep meeting new people. And I think it is about making experiences at that age and then as you get to your mid-20s then potentially i don't know if it's about saving money as much as it's just grafting and working hard at something Mm. and building networks because that's the time to do it because you can Mm. experiment and it's a it's a gift at that age uh robbo why can't fi fix this now why can't yes i think they probably can yeah they can robbo and they will but it's as we've said, there is no one magical thing in my opinion. So no, it's going to take no. some time. And that's why with Lee, Lee Butler on the podcast a few weeks ago, we referenced peak prices potentially next summer. Um, mm. So, you know, things changed and it's, this is a transitional period, I'm afraid. Um, I've got Football Index MT yes. here from the Fig Discord, who I'm actually really impressed with. He might, I, I'm thinking of doing like a Fig Discord awards at the end of the year. Oh yeah. He's one of my front runners, I reckon. Mm. I don't know what mm. category for. Um, Wasn't there a falling out in the Discord the other day? Um, and you were like, look, not in here, fellas. Yeah, yeah not in here. Break it up. Yeah, break that was it up. It, I was yeah. like the, the ref when two people were like, you know. I missed that. They're, they're just trying to trying to jab into the, the back of the heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was just like, you know, get apart. Mm. Get apart. Um, will Panda be setting up a Discord to teach people how to make millions in sports betting and retire early? No, is the answer to that. Um, <laughs> F-I-L-L says, thoughts on, oh, we've answered this, I'm afraid, L-L. Uh, thoughts on Adam Cole, this was, so I'll move on. Uh, FI Big Man Bets. Um, I think we've pretty much answered this. Joe Stoker from the Fig Discord. Okay. Who do you think Julian Nagelsmann will manage next? Oh. That's a really good question. Um, Dortmund? Manchester United, Dortmund or Juventus? Mm. Very tricky. Interesting. Yeah. Um, football index assist. What will Sanchez price be at the end of 2021? Uh, I don't know. No. You're the super forecast. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it can't get much worse than the 2020 predictions. So I am going to say £22.50. Is it fair? Oh. This is from Lambings to you, I think. Is it fair that I could get these matched last night thanks to old bids, but nobody else could go in at the same time as me, basically? So he got Trent matched at £3.89. 
Yeah. So I'm quite, I don't really, these bid zones kind of piss me off. I think it's hard to, like, they're quite easily to easy to manipulate. They're obviously manually reduced by FI, I think, at this minute. And I think they're a bit of an issue if we want like a, if we want more liquidity in this naturally. But if you don't have a bid floor, I do think manipulators will absolutely wreak havoc. Yeah, yeah. So it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. No easy solution to this. I mean, we spoke to someone high up in the FX game, didn't we? And they said it takes a lot of money and expertise to to control market manipulation in that world. So it's very difficult to do it in here. Mm. Uh, FI Gerard, who's known as Fig, I guess, in some ways, he's, would you have preferred <laughs> FI to bring in someone external, mate, as CEO, rather than shifting everyone up the chain? I think it... Um, I think it probably would have brought its own issues. Like, imagine... And also, is it is there the right talent out there in the gaming or trading industry who would come in and basically try and understand this thing in however long, and then basically make the decisions about it going forward? Whereas, like Mike has the track record of knowing the community better, knowing the company inside out, mm. being mm. a shareholder. Like it's there's pros and cons, but I think when you're in kind of like this type of situation you i I think you always want to bring in a ceo or a manager when things are kind of like primed and they have like a a good bedrock to to really explode from if that makes sense Mm. it's like what it's always better in football kind of like i I remember when chris hewton was doing quite a good job with newcastle i think they were about eighth or ninth and then uh, alan pardew came in and everyone was shocked and they were like wow what is why has this happened and they ended up finishing that season i think fifth and they did even better than they were doing previously and sometimes it's best to bring in someone to accelerate success and build more momentum rather than uh lifting the boulder up from from the bottom when when uh you're pushing up a hill if that makes sense okay any for you? I've got loads coming up here. I'm flying. Um, Greels thirty five. This is oh, this is one for you. Okay, I'm going to pull. You... I'm going to pause that. I've got some very interesting news. I know this question from Greels. Is that Martin? Is that his first name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I want to have a phone call with Martin in the next few days. I've got one lined up tomorrow <laughs> with the guy you sent me the long uh, Slack chat from. Around. So <laughs> there's a lot of accountancy chat going on behind the scenes, and I want to discuss in depth the three-year bet next week with Khan, but I need to finish my reading and research on that. So Martin, <laughs> expect a phone call in the next few days. <laughs> and that's next week's show. FBL addict. Yep. Um, okay, we've answered that. Johnny uh, Bravo F- here. Go on, says, go please on. provide one example of military history which most accurately reflects the current situation between FI Towers and its subject discussing insurrection and revolt. That's so hard on the spot to do. Um, What I would probably say, what jumps to mind is, as you know, I've been reading a lot about Dangerous Islands and flirting with it for many weeks to releasing this piece of content. You have, yeah. yeah, Battle of Ramry Island, Fig, which was also known as Operation Matador, was fought in February 1945 in the Second World War. Now, ultimately, this island, right, was captured by the Imperial Japanese Army, right? And then in 1945, the Allies launched an attack to retake Ramry Island, basically, because they wanted an airbase and they wanted to supply other areas around it. Anyway, long story short, the Allies pushed the Japanese army back 
through Ramry Island. And what we didn't know is Ramry Island is home of human flesh-eating saltwater crocodiles that live in the inland mangrove swamps, right? And what happened is, as the Japanese army retreated, they were attacked by these crocodiles, and it was the greatest mass murder from crocodiles of humans that the world has ever seen. So I didn't listen to any of that, right, by the way. People will. And what I'll say <laughs> is that we are the alligators, we are the saltwater crocodiles, and poor FI, you know, they're the Japanese army. And they're being attacked by us in the mangrove. So we need to change that. So there you go. Mm. Okay. Fair um, <laughs> play on the spot thinking. Uh, FI Trader Tom from the Fig Discord, who I think should come back on the podcast. Do you remember when he came yeah, yeah, on yeah. about four weeks being on? Maybe he should come on next week. Um, FI Trader Tom, Panda, can we have a goodbye, my love, a goodbye, my friend, as your intro music this week as an odor? <sighs> too late. Too I already played Valvinus, but I, I should have done Sorry. that. I was going to, but yeah, I, I missed. I missed my mark there. Uh, Zaka num uh, underscore number seven. Uh, what do you think about people buying IPOs and then selling at twenty thirty percent loss four hours later? Do you think flip misjudgment or people on the platform not understanding? How can we move forward with such short sightedness? It's a career bet. Not for now. Do you have any thoughts on this? Because I do. I think that some people are looking just to make any margin. Yep. Yep. I. Yeah, I, I think it was number one. I think it is just a really good question. Maybe my favourite one of the day so far. So, Zach, tap on, pat on the back. I think that initially there was a miscalculation by some traders and they expected to be able to buy and flip at healthy profit like the old style. But on the, on the order book system and with patience being so ridiculously short at the moment, it is like, you know, you own the player and then you're thinking sugar how am i going to sell him i want to make some profit and then once people start undercutting each other the same problem happens on that footballer as it does every other so that's what we saw and i think it was it was mainly flip misjudgment but how do we move forward with this short-sightedness that is going to have to be a community knowledge piece i mean there is reward at the moment as i said for selling on peak performance and buying back cheaper and until those people stop handing over shares underpriced to others and you get rewarded for selling and buying back cheaper. Things would be very difficult to change. Now there are ways you can change that, but I think there's some truth in that comment there. Not, not fully, but I think it is, is a decent comment and question. Right. Over to mm. you. Uh, from the forum, uh, the discord forum from someone who I think is part of your Panda 20, um, Eric Kelly. If you had your time again, would you buy so many Sancho? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can only, well, clearly, if I knew that all the books are going to be launched in the fashion that they were, then <laughs> I, I probably, be buying anyone. <laughs> then I probably wouldn't have had a portfolio at that stage. But knowing, you know, the decisions I made at the time, the dividends I've earned this year, the position I'm in, I've still got the best bit on the platform. I've still got next summer. Then I, I've, yeah, I've got no issue with it. And, you know, I've been topping it up. So more for me. But the thing is, disagreement around this is very healthy because if everyone agreed that it was the best bet in the world, I wouldn't be able to buy them cheap or buy them off anyone, would I? Like we have to have disagreements on footballers. It's not personal. It's just that this is an order book system and we're buying and selling from each other. And if no one disagrees with me, I can't buy any more of anyone. So mm. it's healthy disagreement. Right. Uh, another one here from sav2000 from the same place Fig, there's been a lot of talk on the timeline regarding the community's perception of the trader panels how could fi change how they conduct these to give transparency to the wider community 
and show that it's not a handful of accounts being given a sounding board and thus dispel the myth that it's a closed shop of self-interest. I don't, I mean, ultimately it's not a closed shop. As I say, I was on one last October. I haven't been on some others, but the one in October on 2019 was full of people that had just joined it within a couple of weeks that had been on it a year, a whole broad range of wallet sizes. And it was all around engagement in the product in the first few weeks. How do we make the Academy better? So it is varied. Um, look, you can listen to conspiracy theories or, or you can take what I say with some truth or just believe what you want to believe. I mean, that's my... Uh, interpretation of it it's not a closed book they listen to all types of people so i haven't seen anything to suggest differently mm. and i think they'll probably start doing ones on specific topics with mo- which might you know they might reach out to people who have specific skill sets around communication or yeah blah, 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 i mean as a customer maybe. base you know you want short-term traders medium-term traders large you want small portfolios large you know you want a whole nice cross-section of of, of customers well that's the but, only reason the markets work of right? course like you have a, a, a long people that go longer on positions but that saying that money. you know if i want to learn how to grow my my dog grooming business i'm probably not going to go and speak to the plumber i'm going to speak to another dog yeah. groomer so in some ways it's very natural that you would go to people that have experience in that field mm. not for user experience and like understanding the platform but for maybe technical decisions Mm. No, but it's mm. a tricky one. Uh, Leo says here, how would Vince McMahon run the FI world in comparison to Adam Cole if he usurped him by the end of the year? I think Vince would come in and clear house, to be honest with you. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Just fuck the lot off. Who is he? He's the chairman of the WWE. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Um, right. Oh, anything? Ben Q from the Facebook Football Index page. Uh, Football Index page? Yes, Index hello. So hello facebook.com forward slash Football Index Guide. Marmite, yay or nay? Nay from me. It's a yes from me, but I prefer Bovril. Really? Yeah, but I prefer Bovril. Okay. Oh. Beef extract okay. as opposed to yeast extract. Okay. Right. right. Martin says here, why could they possibly need another trader panel when they have such a long list of undelivered, undelivered actions that would instantly improve the platform? That, I think he's referencing one in, um, when's that, December the 12th or 13th? Mm. The one they released on social media recently that was coming up i don't know the exact date but i think he's referencing that why would they do that thing when they already know what to do i don't really know okay we... i i i martin I they're, they're damned if they do damned if they don't i think there's yeah, no harm in talking much... to the community if you don't then there's the conspiracy theories and if you do there's the conspiracy theories. yeah they're not in an easy position martin i, so I, I think you've know. got some truth in that comment but ultimately you know uh, no harm in it. FI Trader Tom, who's snuck another one in here. Everyone's asking you guys the same regurgitated questions. Are FI financially mm. stable? What can FI do to change sentiment? What FI should do next? But I just want to know how you're, how Panda and Fig are doing. Mm. Panda, how's the pup? And Fig, mm. congrats on the award for State of Play. Mm. Yeah. Which is uh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, congratulations for that. Very Thank good you. work. Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm spending a lot of time at at Christmas garden centres. Um, I have an issue in the kitchen, the back area of the, the house, because the puppy has chewed some of the laminate off some of the, off the kitchen island. So I need someone to come in. And also the biofold doors have the seal chewed off them. So I'm in need of some repair work there. Um, but apart from that, things are jolly good, actually. Watched a lot of boxing mm. recently. Right. <laughs> thoughts on the chain top of fi from jim johnson we know that what happens next to inter that's a good question uh, i mean conte probably has to go 
Maybe. Depends I tell you, in the league. I tell you who, someone that doesn't want to be named has always told me Latauro Martinez is overrated. And he hit a good volley last night, but I am starting to question like how good this guy is. I'm starting to question whether or not... I mean, Lukaku scores goals, but I've always said, is he a player mm. that can ever be the focal point of a team that wins trophies no he can't be in my i think the answer no, is no absolutely not and i, I actually I'll got hammered for this but the- I, I got i got laughed at mm. by a prominent young football analyst for that mm. um mm. who owns or runs a very prominent football content kind of magazine brand um and i bookmarked it i was like i'll catch you in a couple of years mate yeah. <laughs> and i'll bring that bad boy back and, up and talking about something- i think i'm right because i don't think he is no he's not the caliber of striker not like Harry to go Kane and challenge or for a title. Or a cha- no, he's not even two runs. I mean, we obviously Harry Kane is one of my favourite number nines of all time. Embarrassingly, we wrote him off because we were concerned about his fitness and injuries, and he's come back to absolutely haunt us. And that is the best partnership in the league. Him, Son, and Thomas Kane. Muller. They've both, uh, yeah, they've both done. Yeah, him. but to be fair, uh, Lukaku. Like last night when I watched the Inter game. Alex, Alexis was brilliant when he came on and was willing to take a man on and drive. The others played with fear. I didn't see Latauro. Perisic was bad. You know, like Ericsson was all right when he came on, but again, he missed the first man. He didn't hit it, get it past the first man with two corners. Right. FI Seb, regarding FI oh, announcements that one, today, rather depressing as it looks like they are so far in regards to MM. He used the words building relationships. What else can they do given market makers seem quite far off? Look, I think they can do loads of things. Oh, you're going to elaborate there, but um, well, no, there's there's loads of things that they could do. I suppose the fear is for me that people think that market makers are some holy grail and that they will increase prices significantly. Um, that is, they're not directly correlated. Market makers aren't going to come in and just buy loads of shares. Mm-hmm. And can I just say as well, this has been, you know, a really unfortunate year in terms of big players. Um, not not performing, but the substitutions are just killing people. Like even some of the attractive youth, um, I don't know, Trincao or Kulosevsky's maybe a better example. I'm just trying to think of the names out there that the community like. Fatty got injured and Kunku. Um many they're getting subbed so many times. So I don't think there's anything football units can do around that. You know, I had a chat with FBI trade before the start of the season and we're talking about what positions does this favour, like goalkeepers, centre-backs who get substituted less because usually attacking players, I do think, are the ones that get pulled out for a change if you're 1-0 down or, or vice versa or if you're 2-1 up, you take off an attacker, bring on another defender. It's very rare to see a centre-back subbed because, and they move less. So it is really hard for certain players to win PB and it's adding to the lack of patience in the market. Um, if you can relate Adam Cole sacking to Premier League manager sacking, what would it be from fat, Run Fat Boy Run? I know the answer to this. I don't. Oh, Wenger. Yes, it's Wenger going and Jungberg stepping in. Hmm. So Freddie Bowen. Um, <laughs> uh, XRFPLXI would be very interested to know what personality type you and figure and how you think it's impacted your FI journey. Have you ever done one of these? No, I haven't. No, the, the bullshit sixteen personality. No, tests. no. I... So I I was given commander when I did it at my old work. Okay, no, I don't believe I don't in these means, personally because it. I'm a chameleon. I adapt my personality to the situation, but I will maybe do it over the next week. People said I saw some chat going around about. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was quite funny. Oh, I'll come back to that. I'll try and remember what I was going to say. Right, last couple, please, I think. Um, FI Charlie, the handsome God. devil. 
Sergio Ramos look alike? Sergio Ramos look alike. Do you think IPDs, oh, this is the million dollar question. Do you think IPDs are a positive or negative for the platform overall? (laughs) I don't know. I think they're positive when things are going well, but, and I think they were really good with the instant sell function. With order books, I'm a bit more like those fears of when they first came back in, when they first were announced, I was very much like, mm, that's a bit diluting the, the, the long-term proposition. And then I was kind of like, how does this make FI money? Now I'm very, very certain that FI lose money from the business. And please, if anyone has the maths to support otherwise, that FI do make money from in-play dividends, please do DM me or Panda and let us know because I'm I'm really uh, open to be proven wrong here. But by my back of the napkin calculations and gut instinct, I really don't think FI are making any money from them. So the only way they can do that is if prices are much larger. But even then, if you can undercut by a big enough margin that the yield is... Uh, still massive on those prices, it's always going to be a bit of an issue on in-play dividends. It's a bit of a weird one. They're, they're on, I trust them to make the decision. I mean, they all know yeah. how profitable it is, the monthly commission. I mean, people that say it's unprofitable, I guess you're assuming that every trade exits at the perfect time and it's probably unlikely. So I, I don't know. I've never played for it. I'm not sure how they fit with the the nature of the product, whether the product needs simplification. I've shared some thoughts on that on a tweet this week. So it's kind of over to them. I'll adapt to what they do. I mean, if they're making them loads of money, clearly it's a good thing for the business. But I, mm. I don't know how many, how much liquidity and how IPD take this platform up to where it needs to go. I don't know. Um, FI Rockhopper, last one from me, says, how long do you think things need to continue as they are before you lose confidence in the platform? on the majority of users do a point of no return. Now I can only talk for myself. I think I would like to see significant changes by the start of next season. I want to see a finished product. I have to sort of agree with an ASP tweet. So it's a big nine months coming up, but ultimately let's see where things are by Qatar, the world cup. That seems a fair line in the sand to me. The majority of the users, I think they're fickle and I think they come back with, with, with um, change and bits of success. Okay. Uh, any more questions? Not for me, no. But we've had a pleasure. We've we, No, we've not had we've had a pleasure. pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Let me see if there's any more. Come on. Um, let me see if any others are worth answering. Fucking hell, this is a long one. Do you want a, do you want a really quick-fire burst one? Oh, hang on. Someone's at my door. Oh, no. Let me just go see. Here it is quickly. Do you want right. to wait and listen? Because they're knocking oh, quite okay. frenetically. So I hope it's okay. no one coming to mug me. Okay, I hope not either. God, is this where I'm going to have to... Um, is this where I'm going to have to, uh, you know... The interlol, the fig solo job, without Panda. What can I say? I recently I recently ordered uh, a few scouted football handbooks. They've just arrived today. My friend also started a... Uh... <sighs> okay, all right, great. I don't have to... Uh... I don't have to do any more of my single person no, driving. No, charming next door neighbour. Someone tried to oh, deliver okay. something to them. And, ah, uh, brilliant. just dropped it off. This is something from Homescape Online. I don't know what that could be. Something nice. for the home, no doubt. 
Something for the home. Addressed to my missus. So there you go. Um, so F5 right. Ram. Go on. Which is the bigger club, Celtic or Rangers? I don't know the answer to these questions. Um, I don't know the answer. Liverpool or United? United. Derby or Forest? Forest. Boca Juniors or River Plate? Boca. Porto or Benfica? Benfica. Juve or Milan? Milan. Birmingham or West Brom? West Brom. Barca or Madrid? <laughs> Madrid. Spartak Moscow, CSK Moscow or Lokomotiv Oh, CSK, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was the last one. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's pretty good, that. That was pretty good, that. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Uh, at Sporting underscore Panda. Join myself, Khan, Dunwell, Fig. <laughs> next Sorry, I've week. just seen a really... Show of the year. Oh, yeah, we forgot Dunwell's going to be on with us, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed it. Big news today. Uh, big week for FI and hopefully next week we set some uh, records with the Blockbuster podcast hope you guys all enjoyed it thank you very much everyone for listening and have a great day